Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 10, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spiders, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We actually have a lot of stuff on the docket today. It should be an informative session. The first thing we'll do is cover the daily chart, anything jumping off the page. We see today's candle People want to look, traders, investors want to look at that candle and they want to say, hey, is that something meaningful? Is that the makings of a reversal candle? What's the story? We gapped up, they crapped out, but they finished kind of flat. What do we make of that information? Well, from a daily chart perspective, really nothing we can make of that candle, of that information. We have to take the daily chart at face value and here's what it is. It's above all the moving averages. The caveat is, and we talked about this last night, it's far above home base, too far above home base. It can get farther, but generally speaking, they don't get too far away from home base. They like to come back and check in at home base or at least run sideways for a while, eat some time off the clock, let home base creep up to price since it is upsloping. So from a daily chart perspective, just because they had a little dip down today, we can't really make heads or tails out of that. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. At the end of the day, it's how they close them. That's why it's called the end of the day. How did they close them? They closed them pretty much where they did yesterday. So if we take it at face value and say, did they close up or down any meaningful amount? And the answer is no. So from a daily chart perspective, we move it along. Before we move it along, I do want to mention something. We obviously can't ignore the melt-up situation that's going on from sector to sector, rotating, small caps, junk stocks, penny stocks, SPACs, you name it. We've got runs that go parabolic in a matter of days things are going up hundreds of percent at a clip. We talked a little bit about this before. It's known as the dash for trash. It's not a secret. This is typically found, it's typically evident toward the end of a bull run. It fits in with what we're talking about. But I just want to mention something as more of a cautionary thing to folks, traders, anybody that may be new to the business that's getting or has gotten sucked into the SPAC situation, the cannabis situation over the last few days, that type of thing where stuff goes on a momentum run upward, everybody gets sucked in, it keeps going, nobody really knows where the top's going to be, and here's the kicker, the kicker is the amount of traders that will get left holding the bag in these things, when they fall, they fall hard and fast. I'm not telling you if you own them to sell out of the whole thing, I'm just saying if you own some of them and you've been taking some of these rides, treat it as a business. You have to take profit along the way. I can look back in history at different points in time and each and every time the bull market ends, we see something similar to this. They're different asset classes. They all look different. None that I could remember do what these are doing in the short amount of time that they're doing it in. However, we do know one thing for sure. One thing is they come to an end and they don't end well. But here's the catch. What happens at the end of these things is they get a fresh new supply of money helping drive these things up. 
Where does that fresh new supply of money come from? Doesn't necessarily come from JP Morgan, doesn't come from UBS, doesn't come from Morgan Stanley. They're already in these things, they're creating these things, they're packaging these things together. They're participating in 11 ways till Sunday, you have no idea. But the fresh new money comes in with the investors, the traders that see this stuff on the periphery. They see the Reddit stuff. They read the blogs. They read the social media. They watch TV. And all of a sudden, they want to learn more. Well, how do you learn more? Well, let me go find out. All of a sudden, they're investing in some of these things unknowingly. When I say unknowingly, the reason I use that term is because they have no idea what they're investing in. They know that it was on sale yesterday because it's up today, probably be on sale today because it'll be up tomorrow. So they want some of the action. They want a piece of the pie. So what happens is these are the folks that are usually the last ones to the party. What's going to happen next is the music will stop. They're going to run out of chairs and the last people in, the ones that have really never participated in the markets before in a big way. Now they're in, now they're going to get screwed over, and they're going to get scared away from the market for years to come. It happened in the dot-com bubble, it happens in other bubbles along the way. Obviously, I'm generalizing a lot of this stuff, but most of you will get the point and how this really works from a big picture perspective. Does that tell us where the top is? No. We revert back to what we've been talking about for weeks now, which is an important time frame coming up, third week in February. When is that? It's next week. Does that mean the market's going to turn next week? No. But that's the awareness that we have to begin watching. We have to begin eyeballing signs and signal of a trend change. Speak of the devil. Now let's go down and drill in to some intraday charts. Before we go further on the hourly chart, let me just make mention we're skipping over inside the numbers today. Why is that? Because I wasn't here. It was one of those days where I had to do something unavoidable. So there was no commentary inside the numbers. We'll just move on. We'll be back to regularly scheduled programming on Thursday. What do we see on the hourly chart? Well, it's pretty obvious. The thing that jumps off the page, the thing that pokes you in the eye is the reversal candle, which is the first candle from today. We had a gap up. We had a crap out. That's also known as a gap and crap. After that, they basically put in a bearish, flaggish, wedgish pattern for the remainder of the day. I want to make mention of something else. Let's say I was here for inside the numbers Would we have had a buy down at the low today? And here's what I'll say. It's easy to say it now because it's Monday morning quarterback stuff. But here's where I can prove the point. Yes, we would have had a buy down there. Why is that? Let me give you the number. 387.67. Does that sound familiar? If you've been inside the numbers this week, Monday and Tuesday, you know that sounds familiar because that was the target we were looking for. So the question is, would we have had a buy at that price today when the market was down there? The answer is yes. The other answer is it wouldn't have been easy. Many traders wouldn't have bought the market down there. But when it feels really, really wrong, it's generally right. When it feels really, really right, it's generally wrong. It would have been for a trade, not a marriage. The reason I say I can prove that we would have bought the market, even though there was no inside the numbers today, go back and look at their report. Look at the videos from Monday and Tuesday 
in the notes, in the commentary, inside the numbers, you'll see this price over and over and over again. I'm not going to talk about a number for two days straight. Then the moment they do a 60-yard dash going for the number, I'm not going to take a pass. They're going for the number. There's always a destination. Whether or not we can identify the destination is another story. That's our job. But the market is always headed for a destination over a period of time. Our job is to figure it out. Just like stocks on the move, in the morning, they're headed for a destination. They hit the destination. They're either going to hang out for a cup of coffee or turn around and go back in the other direction. No change. Same routine. Now, let's pan back a little bit. We're talking about from today's reversal candle, it's making, meaning it, the market is making a bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing. Remember, we have to go back to the big picture in order to get the information that's ahead of us. The trend is your friend. The trend is the dominant thing. Now we take a peek at a chart in between. First, we'll look at the 240 minute chart. And do we really see anything detrimental to price action? Do we see anything detrimental to the market? So the market gapped up, it went down, and it finished basically in the same bullish kind of eating time off the clock price range that it's been in for the last several days. So when we look at the 240 chart, if we can discount the first candle of today and just say the candle itself is an anomaly, but there's really been no technical damage to the chart, then we could say nothing happened, no change, the trend is your friend, and yes, they're a little bit far, a little bit extended from home base. So really the scenario hasn't changed much. What about when we look at the 120 minute chart? For me, from my perspective, it does change a little bit. That candle is more pronounced. The first 120-minute candle of today is more pronounced. And the market appears, at least on this chart, to be making more of a bearish, wedgish kind of pattern riding the 20-period moving average. Now let's throw something else in the mix. Let's talk a little bit about market symmetry. I'm not going to go into the detail. That's found in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. But for now... From a general perspective, if in fact this particular pattern that's developing now on the chart, on this 120 minute chart, if it were to play out in the southern direction, what would be a likely target? If symmetry were to play a role and a former breakout area were to play a role and they were to play a role together like a dual role, where would that take price? How about somewhere in this neighborhood? If symmetry were to play a role and the market does this, and let's say it does this for a little bit more tomorrow, and then all of a sudden it falls, you have two equidistant things going on. If you've taken the course, you know what I'm talking about. There's a gap down here. There's a former breakout area because the market went up to this spot, couldn't get through. It was rejected. That tells you, it tells me, that this area is important. So once they come back down to that area, it should be what? Important again. We go over this all the time. And here's the deal. We have the benefit of going over this all the time because we see it work in real time all the time. Now you flip over to an hourly chart and you see the same thing that we just saw on the 120 minute chart. It's a little more pronounced on the hourly chart. So the closer you get, the more pronounced it gets. They're riding the 20 period moving average. And we know one of two things. 
Let's say we wake up on Thursday and they're trading right where they are now. Well, that's fine. They're doing the same thing. They're kind of picking up where they left off. Well, what are other scenarios? They could gap down and they're playing out the symmetrical thing, probably headed to the vicinity of that former breakout area. So if you find the market headed south tomorrow, you kind of know where at least the first target's going to be. Doesn't have to hold there all day. Doesn't have to hold there for weeks. Doesn't have to hold there for five minutes. Under normal garden variety conditions, it's going to hold for a while at minimum of intraday support. Now, if they eat time off the clock over that area for any length of time, then it's not going to hold. Then it's telling you the market's indicating to you that it wants to go lower. It wants to go lower than that number because that wasn't the destination. What it would be doing above the number is what? Having a cup of coffee. What about the flip side? What happens if you wake up on Thursday and they're gapping above today's high? They're gapping above the breakdown candle high. Well, guess what that's going to tell me? It's not a guarantee. It's not set in stone. It's telling me, and this is more of an opinion than anything else, because we're up in no man's land. There's no point of reference up here. There's no data. There's no data up here from prior market activity. But what it would tell me is that 4,000 would be on the table. ES 4,000, S&P 4,000, SPY 400, it would be on the table. Maybe they get there, maybe they don't, maybe they bust through, maybe they come up short, but an attempt at 4,000 for me would be on the table, and I can't give you a time frame, I'm just saying would be on the table in this melt-up with a gap above today's high on Thursday. That's my take. What's going on over in Camp IWM? It's really the same conversation we just had on the daily candle of the SPY. You can begin to make a case that's the beginning of a reversal candle. However, it's not. And however, the trend is your friend. It's very strong. They're extended. They're far from home base. You see what I'm saying? It's the same conversation. 240 chart really isn't telling us anything. It's just telling us that price went down from a new high a little bit. That's really all it's saying. After all, in the IWM case, didn't they get to a big fat round number today? $230 seems like a big fat round number to me. They spike it through by 30 or so cents, and then they get rejected a little bit. But as high as they are on the chart, that's not a rejection, it's just a pullback. Now you flip over to the 120-minute chart, and you begin to see the emergence of a reversal candle. So we know a couple of things. It applies to the IWM, it applies to the spider, it applies to anything. They want to climb up to run a test as high as they can up the top or towards the top of the breakdown candle. If they're not able to get up to the top and go sideways, that just creates a bearish flaggish pattern. So we have something to trade against, quote unquote, in the IWM. Today's high. It is a reversal candle on some charts and therefore can be traded against. You close above on whatever time frame you're picking to trade against and you have to cut and run out of that particular trade. It's just trade school 101, just going over the what if or the how do you do it if. Now you look at the hourly chart and you see more emergence of a bearish flaggish thing that wants to really promote more Southern behavior Riding the 20-period moving average, but what do we see on this chart? We see the last 60-minute candle of the day closed below the 20-period moving average. 
It's not a positive development. It has to be put in the negative camp of developments. The IWM, as we know, is my favorite market leading indicator. So is this leading into tomorrow? Is this telling us something leading into tomorrow? We talk about quite frequently that these things have to morph from shorter time frames into larger ones. And that's why I wanted to work down from a daily chart and show you how each chart looks different, but you can see when the difference in character in the market begins to emerge. It emerges small and it grows bigger. Certainly not the same on every chart, but everything is relative. Everything has to start somewhere. How about the VIX? Now, if you've taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, focus on time. Time is more important than price. Is the VIX on time? Are they doing something else? Are we beginning to see a full stack going on? When you look at the hourly chart, I see a couple of things. What jumps off the chart at me? Three things jumped off the chart at me. Two of them are pretty close to the same and one's different. So the two are this. This candle here at 9.15 yesterday, that's AM, and this candle at 8.15 AM, which was today. Now this is before the market opens, futures are up, the VIX has a spike lower, recovers, and really doesn't retest that low anywhere close to it during the trading day. Now, that happened twice, and I'm just saying, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. I'm just saying it jumped off the page at me. I'm paying attention. I'm saying the VIX, at least on this hourly chart, is now above this convergence of moving averages and beginning to show signs of waking up. I would pay attention to the VIX. It's an awareness. I think what you'll find when the market does finally make a turn and things do change like it doesn't feel like the market's gonna go up every day. It won't feel like that at some point in the future. Well, when the VIX gets going, it really gets going. You'll have days in the VIX where it may be up 15, 20, 30, who knows what percentage. We've all seen it before, could be a lot more than that. You never know. I'm just saying you have to kind of be in it to participate in that. So there's a number of ways to play the VIX. You can play the VIX with VXX, which is an exchange-traded note, not necessarily my favorite cup of tea. You can buy it outright. They have options on that product, or they have other exchange-traded notes as well. There's leveraged products. Also, you can play the VIX itself by playing options on this index. That's my preferred method. And also with the VIX, you need time on your side. You don't know exactly when this thing's going to give you the spike you're looking for, so you need some months under your belt. You just tuck it away, set it and forget it. When it wakes up, in real terms, it'll wake up and you take the money and run. That's the way I like to play the VIX. You like to buy it close to the low, close to a low, close to the lows it's been for a long time. You look at this weekly chart, kind of seems like that's where we are. Could it go lower? Of course it could go lower. What if it goes down and fill this gap? Well, then I'll be wrong in the near term. However, it's pretty low on the chart. And on the daily chart I showed you before, you're beginning to start to see a full stack. So what could you do with the VIX? Could you trade it against today's low? The answer is yes, you could. You could cut and run if you close the day below today's low. So it's a reasonable risk reward. You know, I always like to say, if you have to lose, lose small and fast. We can't win every trade. So the ones that go bad, you want them to go bad small. 
What about the folks down at the transportation department? Didn't get very far, had a narrow ranging day for the most part, puts in a pseudo doji candle. Time is more important than price. The trend is up, they're above all the moving averages, but they're into resistance. How do we know that? Because they're into the area that they really couldn't go much higher from before. Isn't this, in fact, a breakdown area? What did they do? Come back up to test the former breakdown area. Yes or no? Yes, they did. What happens if they start closing up here day after day after day? Well, then they would be building energy for another push higher. What happens if they don't close up there and they start trading lower? Then they will have simply run a test of a former breakdown area. Where have you heard this before? Folks out in Silicon Valley, down 54 cents today, less than two-tenths of 1%. Again, it's really the same discussion that we had with everything else. We're not going to find any new revelations on the queues. It's going to be all the same market, whether they have a continued melt-up or they begin to melt down. Either way, all the indices are going to follow suit with one another. Not to the same magnitude every day, but they all follow suit. That's just the way it works. What about the XLF? We talked the other day about going up to fill this gap. They went up to fill the gap. Now it's showtime. They're challenging the highs that were made a few weeks ago. It's showtime. Did they get rejected? They're above all the moving averages. The trend is up right now. However, the weekly close is going to tell us a lot. So it'll be interesting to see if they can hold up throughout the week or do we get some kind of a sell-off before the week is up? How about Smash Mouth? Another market where it's showtime. This is the one I'm focused on, the weekly chart, because if they close above the breakdown candle high from last week or two weeks ago, then we're likely going to see a continued melt-up. And then in the back of your mind, shifting to the front of your mind, you have to say, here we go, S&P 4000 on the docket. If they close the week below the breakdown candle high, they will have run up to run a test of the breakdown candle high. And if they get rejected, we understand that the energy will likely be released in the downward direction. Where would that take price? It would take price at the time. And this is a little bit of a guess ahead of time since we're not doing that at present. But it would take us into the 20 period moving average. If you fast forward several days, you could see the 20 period moving average up under 220 seems to be a former breakout area coming back to test the former breakout area hitting a moving average at the same time a weekly chart moving average seems like it would line up i might have said days before but this would be over weeks this is a weekly chart so these things develop over weeks daily chart as long as you're above all the moving averages there's nothing wrong with the smh the trend is your friend until it's not so we're watching the daily chart in an uptrend. We're watching the weekly close on Friday for information about what might happen next. If they close Friday, for example, above that breakdown candle high, you could see, and we don't know this will happen, but you could see a gap up on Monday. That's kind of the way those things happen. That's the way they unfold a lot of the time. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you and how without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.